You're listening to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent, episode number 89. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said 89 is fine because Wendy Trent, aka Wendy Knight, graduated in 89 and she's fine. <laughs> Okay, that's weird. <laughs> Welcome to the Longer Haul Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. <laughs> you can just keep it. Let's just go. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it. Keep it. Uh, well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. We especially want to welcome you if you are new and first-time listener. Welcome. We're glad to have you. And if you're a faithful listener, go ahead and for punishment. You keep coming on back and putting up with Chris. Well, thanks for doing that as well. Uh, Show notes page today will be on thelongerhaul.com slash episode 089. Thelongerhaul.com slash episode 089. Be sure to subscribe to the show if you're enjoying it and finding it helpful. We would love for you to uh, leave a review if you want. And uh, yeah, join the Super Secret Podcast group. The <laughs> You have to listen to 88 in order to understand why that intro was funny, just for what it's worth. But uh, yeah, so good times. Yeah. How you doing, man? You good? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Uh, technically, I am uh, just getting back from Peru, although we're recording this. <laughs> We're recording this before Peru, so if anything happened while I'm there, this may be my my farewell podcast. So, <laughs> this is your legacy. This better legacy. be a good one. It better be a good one. But yeah. uh, no, nah, things are good, man. Things are good. So, so you're probably and in, in in the in the future, even though we're in the past, you're probably eating at Chewy's right now. That's yeah. I'm definitely. Jumping back into Chewy's when I get back. That's for sure. Just but, making sure. Now, what I do know is I've got to get ready for summer now. That's what I know. Spring <laughs> break is over and summer is coming. So Yeah, man. We're uh, got a lot going. So, but Different for you I this summer. Different for you this summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just with new people and new things. and um, I'm excited, though, man. Good times. That's cool. So, That's cool. Uh, hey, don't forget our sponsor. Why I'm 360. Love those folks. Uh, you do like them? Gosh, man. So good. All the stuff they do. Be sure to go on and check out Why I'm 360. Tons of great resources. I think now, is, you know, if you're thinking about changing in the fall when it comes to curriculum, um, as far as what you like use on, say, a Sunday morning, they've got some great curriculum. And yeah. that might be something you might take a look at. Uh, if you're in the process, believe me, if you're thinking about changing in the fall, now is the time now the is the time. To, be, yeah. <laughs> to be thinking about that. Don't wait till the summer. Uh, but uh, yeah, take a look. Some great, great resources there. Um, good online content, great training videos related to that, that your youth workers can use to help them get ready for the lessons each time. Um, it is fabulous, fabulous stuff. So Youth Ministry 360, good folks. Be sure to check those, those guys out. Don't forget to use the promo code longer hall and it will uh, save you a little money so that's good yep on everything oh, not everything on most things. Uh, almost most things um the uh, other folks we want to thank the georgia baptist mission board folks uh student ministry network 
they just love youth pastors and they're helping make this happen as well. So thank you, Ricky, Mike, all you guys. Good times. So not forget anybody. Kimberly. It's good. Ricky's out here right now. What's he, he, he is. He's he's in California. Like he sent me a picture uh, from Disneyland. I know. Uh, which is awesome, by the way. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. I know. He's like he was posting pictures of like, hey, you're like right here by me. Is he going to be at the the uh, thing you're going to? The <laughs> oh, I don't know. If that's why I don't know if that's you why know? he's here or not. I didn't ask him because I thought, well, if this is a vacation. I don't want to be like, yo, come see me, because that's not very exciting. Yeah. We don't even have did a Chewy's to eat meat at, so I don't even know where we'd go eat. No yeah, Chewy's, no Chick-fil-A. Did you say, um, you cut out for a second, I'll be honest with you, I know this is not a okay. very good podcast, but did you say that he, he is going to the conference, or do you know? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Yeah. yeah. I didn't ask, because I was afraid that it's like vacation, and I didn't want to. Like, yeah. hey, hey, man, let's meet well, up. He's a smart youth pastor, though. He's, he's tied both in. He's tied vacation into a conference. That's how you do that. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, let's so hope so. Big time. He's yeah. a smart guy, so he probably did. Yeah, cool. Um, well, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I love how you transition. Great, cool. Next. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, we got we got we got something I know, to do here. I know. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, unless you just you want to talk more, keep going, man. I'll I'll sit back. Talk about Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> I love Ricky actually. So, spending time with him. Uh, actually, when this podcast comes out. I'm hanging out with Ricky. That's the truth. I just thought about that. So if this comes out on that Monday, I am up in the mountains with Ricky. Well, there you go. Yep. This podcast brought to you by Ricky. By Ricky. (laughs) 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 I hope he listens. So good times, man. So, hey, uh, good topic today. Um, Tell us. So, Jody, this this topic, this was your idea, and I like it a lot. Tell everybody kind of where that came from, though, just what kind of stirred this up in your heart. Yeah, so I get one good idea a year, and this is it. That's funny. You get get like at least 2.5. Okay, two and a half. And so I've just seen a ton on a lot of the youth ministry forums and in the youth ministry groups lately, especially within the last few weeks, of just a lot of youth pastors struggling with discouragement. And, um, you know, a a lot of advice given. And um, as per usual, a lot of it is not always so helpful, um, and and some of it is for sure. But I know that's something that we deal with often in in youth ministry is is just being discouraged, and it can happen pretty quickly. And sometimes it can catch you by surprise. You just find yourself super discouraged about something, or you know, I think there's a lot of different things that can cause it in situations. Maybe you've got a big event coming up and you're super excited. You've done a lot of planning for it and the event comes and like not really anybody shows up and you start to think, what the heck am I doing here? You know, why am I, nobody wants me to be here. Nobody cares. Um, or you're just not seeing what you would hoped would happen or you're dealing with frustrations from parents or pastor, or, you know, so yeah, I thought it'd be good for us to come in and tackle that a little. How do we? How do you stay encouraged? Um, and you know, I think we've probably dealt with discouragement enough to hopefully be able to say at least one or two things that somebody might find helpful. But you have have you ever dealt with discouragement? I mean, I know that's probably a loaded question, but have I ever experienced discouragement? You broke up again for yeah. a second. I'm sorry. God, yeah, have there have you issues had your tech issues? Sorry, but um, did you say okay. have, I, have I ever? Yep. Um, have I ever experienced discouragement? Nope, not at all. Great. I'm okay. Well, then I'll yeah. be talking. Um, yeah, no, 
Obviously, I'm being silly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy. You know, I think what was rattling around in my mind when you were talking, which is, which is, I think, what probably a lot of us are feeling as well. Like, I think there are just these times where you're thinking, oh, yeah, well, like, I've given my life to ministry. God, I'm on your team. Why am I going through this? Right? Yeah. Um. Because after I'm on your team, you know, <laughs> you know, um, so it's easy. Or why isn't this going the right? Or God, I really felt like you wanted me to make that change. Like I saw, like I didn't just do it on my own. I really felt like you were saying, um, change that. And now all of a sudden, I'm dealing with all of this conflict as a result of making that change. Um, and so it's easy to get discouraged by that, or uh, that family that you pour into over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden they just cut your legs out from under you for whatever reason. And you're like, man, this is not fair. Like I've been giving you so much, you know, I've tried to minister to you so much and it's easy to get discouraged or that youth worker that just doesn't show up, you know, um, or doesn't seem to care. You know, yeah. And the list goes on. And on and on, right? Of examples that we could all give that would lead to discouragement. And so, yeah, I mean, big time. And I think it's easy, especially in those formative years of youth ministry, let's call them those early years, whenever um, you're just starting out to kind of go, yeah, man, it's going to be just so amazing. And whenever all of a sudden, you know, that, those new days kind of wear off. It's it's when it can get really hard. So I think this will be a good topic and I've written down some things. I know you've written down some things and hopefully there'll be an encouragement to y'all that are listening. Um, we don't have our acts together all the time and we both, um, we both face discouragement. Jody, I, I think, I mean, I, I don't think I'm ratting you out when I say this, I, you and I've really been spending a ton of time in the last year or so together. Yeah. And I, I think it's fair to say that I probably saw, and helped or not helped, but lived through with you in a way, one of your most discouraging times for you know, sure. You, yeah. There's no question when that. you, when you went through job, job transition, leaving your church and now living out in California and, you know, just so, so we both have lived that and we're both in good places now, but I mean, I just know that, you know, things can change any day, you know, you just never know. Yeah. So for sure. So yeah. For sure. Cool. What do you say we jump into it, man? We'll yep. Let's jump in. Here we go. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right. So I've got yeah, I've got a list of here. I'm sure we have a lot of the same things. Um, I would imagine. Um, you've got a list, I've got a list. You wanna start or do you want me to start? Um I could start. I don't okay. mind doing the first one. Um, okay. I wrote down and we'll just have to kind of compare notes here. I've got yours and I'll check mine off and jump in and as we go. But um, I, I, I put, and I, these are not in any particular order. Are yours in a particular order? No. Kind of, a little bit maybe. I mean, you know? sort of, kinda, maybe. Yeah, but not, but not yeah. like a top. It's like a, uh, the first most important thing. I don't have that. Yeah. yeah, I don't have that either. Okay. So this is really, that's what I was really trying to say. This is really not necessarily the first most important thing. Okay. This is just, a thing. All right. Um, I put build up relationships with the encouragers. So the yeah. thought came to my mind when I'm thinking about how to pull this off 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, how to deal with this as far as when you're really struggling or you're going through a hard time. I think it's important that you've taken the time to identify the youth workers, the parents, the people. Um, and to be clear, I'm not really saying teenagers so much on oh, this. Yeah, for sure. I'm not um, on this one. Okay. I'm talking about adults. Um, that are encouragers and build up those relationships. I don't think it's terrible for you to maybe, if you're going through a difficult time to acknowledge that in your heart and your mind and say, you know what, I'm going to try to go to lunch with my, my buddy there. Um, and just spend a little time around there because when I'm with them, I, I'm encouraged, you know? Um, so I think that, uh, I think that can help big time. So do you have those people in your life? Uh, sure. Well you're, well, you're kind of having to identify you're in a new situation. So you're having to learn who those people are. I mean, you've got people probably that are holdouts, I guess, from, you know, all these years, but yeah, I think over time it gets, that gets a little easier because you, you kind of have those folks that remain that I, I had similar on my list. I just had find your Barnabas, you know, so somebody who's going to kind of champion you and be an encouragement to you and, um, somebody who's going to be the cup half full, but not, not naively so, you know, um, I think that's, that's super important. And every, you know, there, there are those people in your church. You just have to, you have to find them. And sometimes that takes a while. Sometimes that doesn't. That's something certainly I would, if you can't find, haven't found yet, I would be intentional to look for and pray for. Um, but I think over time, it's probably even helpful. It's been helpful for me to even have folks outside of my given ministry context that can be that person as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Seeking those people, praying for this, you know, pray and even asking God to send that person to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I have, uh, and this is something we've talked about a lot too. So I don't know that this is new for a lot of our listeners, but uh, when you're first starting out, have clear goals, short term and long term in mind. Um, yeah. I think oftentimes, especially, I, I see a lot of student pastors and youth ministers get really discouraged within that first year or two, especially like six months in, because things aren't quite moving like they thought they would, or if you're if you're following somebody who maybe didn't leave on great terms or there wasn't really a, a youth pastor before you, you're really having to, to do a lot more building and repairing and healing. And so it can take a lot longer to get where you want. And you always we always walk into a new situation with tons of hopes and dreams and especially that that very first position. Um and everybody's excited you're there and you know, that doesn't last forever. So I think having some realistic and clear goals, both kind of in the short term and long term. And, and so typically the way I've, I've fleshed that out for, for people is to like have a six month goal, some six month goals, one year, three years and five. And, and really seven is helpful, but seven's more evaluating for me. By the time you hit seven, you're, you're kind of evaluating and making some, some good adjustments. But I think if you don't have those, Every time something goes a little wrong according to what you'd hope, you're going to be super discouraged because you're not you're not recognizing that this is a small piece, you know, that's a part of a much bigger picture that you're working toward. You're going to lose some battles along the way. That is that is going to happen. Um, but knowing kind of what the 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 ultimate goal is um, can kind of keep you focused and 
and encouraged, I think. Do you do that? Something I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I'm a goal setter, you know, and a list keeper and a long term dreamer kind of guy. And I try to give time set. You know, the imagery that was coming to my mind, um, not because I actually do this, but because I think it's just a good illustration for what you're saying. I kind of liken this to like if I were to join a gym today, you know, because I decided I wanted to get in shape. Yeah. And I just rolled up into the gym, you know, rolled up into the LA fitness. You know, it's funny that we have LA fitnesses here. Yeah. But you actually live near LA. Yeah. And Would it be even funnier LA. if I tell you there's not one in the city I live in? That is actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, we've mentioned that. I mean, they're, they're here. Sort but of. They wouldn't call it LA fitness because it's just, they just call it fitness in LA. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fitness. My daughter calls it La Fitness. <laughs> Love fitness. I'm so off track. Um, okay, so but in all seriousness, though, imagine rolling up into the gym with no plan, no goals, and no take, no taking the time to just walking in and just start sitting down on machines and going, oh, okay, how you doing? And just start doing things. I do know enough about fitness to know that you're not going to get great results that way. No, and you're probably going to hurt yourself, right? Ooh. And so. You know, and this is good. Um, yeah, so so I think you just have to take the time to go. Hey, I need to get a little bit of a plan here because you're gonna you're gonna, three weeks in, uh, six months in, and you're just going in the gym and you're not taking the time to get a strategy, get a plan, do anything whatsoever. It's gonna get you're gonna start getting discouraged pretty quick because you're not gonna see results. Dang, and so that's good. Um, so I, I like what you're saying here, man. Um, taking the time to take a breath and go because in the midst of that planning those goals you will you should be able to say yeah this is where i want to go this is where i feel like god's taken us but now that i look at this on paper i'm realizing that this is not going to happen in three months this is going to take a year and a half to get there um and then a little bit of that weight of i'm not getting it done goes away Right. And so that's good, man. So that's I would good. say start backwards. And we've talked about that. I'll put a link in the show notes for the episode on setting goals. But, you know, start backwards and work your way near. So start at the five-year mark and figure out, okay, realistically, where do you think you can be in six months? Um, yeah, that's good. So that, that, that's helpful. That was a really good example for two guys who don't work out or have a gym membership. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, here's one for you. Um, when it comes to staying encouraged and how to stay encouraged in youth ministry, um, avoid dwelling in a toxic environment. Mm. Um, and here's what I mean. Um, it's easy whenever something goes awry or something doesn't go your way or any of the examples that we've talked about and all of a sudden you are discouraged, it's easy to fall into the temptation of sin and start to dwell on that in a way that becomes toxic. In other words, that youth worker that is giving you so much grief, and maybe they are wrong for doing that, but then when you allow yourself, though, to cross over into dwelling on that, maybe talking about that person behind their back, gossiping about that person um uh even if it's truth it can become very toxic you know uh, my pastor never understands me you know and you're sharing that with just anybody in there whatever the case may be um try to avoid the toxic you know and and because i think long term it's just not going to help you 
um, it, it's going to actually be more of more of a discouragement because you're just dwelling on it. Yeah, that's helpful. And over and over again. Um, I I say that out of my own personal experience, having struggled with that, you know, um, it's easy for folks to look at a large church setting and go, oh man, it just must be so amazing. You know, oh, you got all these people to work with and you got all these, your budget, look at your budget. Wow. Wow. wow." You know, and, um, and there are perks, you know, to be fair, there are, but they're also, it's easy to get caught up in that. Um, and when things don't go your way or all of a sudden they're wanting to, I don't know, hypothetically put a refrigerator out in the open in your youth center. Let's just say that hypothetically, that might be out. Right. <laughs> um, it's easy. <laughs> Empty. Empty. I hope nobody is listening. Um, but, but that said, it's, uh, it, it's easy to get caught up in that and go, well, I don't know what they're thinking. They just obviously don't have any, you know, and start bad mouthing people, you know, and it becomes toxic and that's not going to be helpful. And it's going to get discouraged over time, you know, instead of just saying, you know what, not my, just trust God in this thing. So, um, try not to dwell on that toxic. That's, that's, that's huge. That's good. That's a good word. Um, I have, uh, recognize healthy means building a culture over time and not just a ministry or mass in the moment. Um, and, and I think, for me, this was something early on that I really struggled with because, you know, you tend to look at uh, what you what you think successful ministries look like, um, and you're like, oh man, if I'm going to do this event, and all these kids are going to come, and it's going to be amazing, and there's that pressure, especially for for numbers, and then maybe not as many kids or no kids show up, and if if you don't recognize in that moment that this is just a peace along the way, I think you're going to be, I was devastated, right? So the, uh, my wife and I, when we were serving in uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina area, we went on staff there. I was the first like official youth pastor they'd had. And I've, I've shared this before, but we got there, everybody was super excited. And there was all these people talking about, you know, all their hopes and dreams and you had tons of support it felt like and you had all these dreams of what it was going to be and you know so we we kind of get in there and get started and and literally for three months no no students showed up for anything um yeah that's nuts so well i take that back we would have visitors come occasionally you know if somebody was visiting the church they'd show up so we we would sit there every week preparing every week and then no one comes. Um, and so how do you fight in through that? And we just, we just trusted in that moment. I remember us having a lot of really honest conversations there, but just trusting that you know, God's doing something. We just don't know what it is yet. He's teaching us, he's teaching them and he's gonna, he's gonna honor that. And this is a, you know, not a super small church, but uh, not a, not a big church by any stretch. And we, we ended up staying through that, and then we left seven years later and uh, walked away with, you know, about 45 students. And I was also a children's minister there as well, and dual role, and, you know, good amount of uh, kids, hundred and some kids. And so I think God just honors faithfulness. But if you're not aware that this is not this this moment or this week or this event, this isn't defining success for my 
for my ministry because we're trying to build a culture here of of students that will, of ministry that will outlast yourself. Then I think, man, how do you how do you show up to work the next day? You know, those are that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, man, that's good. That's really good. Culture over time. I think that I think that's good. I'm glad. That's two good things in one day. Look at me. I'm on a roll. Look at you. You're on a roll. Uh, I've got one. This time of year, you should buy some peeps and eat them because they're encouraging. I'm only saying that because I just literally ate a peep while you were talking because we had one and they were within reach. Easter. And I ate one and I'm feeling better about myself. Not really, but so we go from tasty. the we go from the gym talk. To, to eating sugar coated marshmallow, marshmallow peeps. Hey, so I really like the Reese's chocolate eggs. You know, oh, Reese's don't eggs. even get me started on the Reese's and, chocolate um, eggs. Last year, so after good. Easter, Target so good. Target had them on clearance. Ed, so, do you like them in the fridge or not in the fridge? Uh, I don't like them melted, but I don't like them hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like them in the fridge. Dude. Do you? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if I ever fridge. sent you that picture. I I'll just find it. I bought every single package they had left last year after Easter. We had this extra little tiny like little fridge that we kept in our garage for like when students came over, you know, we'd have sodas and snacks and stuff in. That's cool. Well, I filled it with those Reese's eggs. I bet I bet I had <laughs> I bet I had eighty packs. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and I ate them all. Yeah, you need to go to a gym after that. Yeah. That's true. So uh okay, well here's one a serious one. Um and it, we've got to we've got to bring this into modern day language. So you got to help me on this. But I did have one of these. I still have one of these. Um, and I hear other people talking about it. I think it's one of these like hand me down type ideas that have been going around youth ministries for a while. So, but an encouragement folder, right? Um, having a little folder in your desk if you have if you have folders in your desk where you might take an encouraging note that you get from someone, um, anything that would maybe an experience, maybe, um, maybe it's an event that you've participated in that went super well and you've got the brochure from that or the, you know, the, the, the promotional thing for that and throw that in there. But something that if you're just feeling down, you can open up that folder and go and just kind of look through and be reminded that God is using you for some things. I think the challenge there now is sometimes those come digitally, you know, in email form. Yeah. So in theory, you could have an encouragement folder in your inbox. You know, you could do that potentially, or if somebody sends you an encouraging email or, and then you also get them in text form. But I would even go as far as to say though, man, screenshotting that though, sending it to yourself and putting it in that folder or maybe printing it out and on a piece of paper. And actually, you know, there are just going to be moments where, having something like that kind of a keepsake moment or whatever. That sounds a little Pinterest, I know, but, uh, I think it's helpful, you know? No, I agree. I had that on my list as well. Encouragement file, man. It's been that somebody told me that really early on. And, um, man, that has been, that is have that on your list. I didn't even look at your list early. I'm just doing mine. And that's funny. funny. I I figured we'd have a lot of the same. I think that, that, that one, I mean, another peep. So just keep talking for a minute. Keep going. (laughs) That one little file has saved, uh, probably saved my ministry a ton. Because, you know, I would say in most contexts, those encouragement thing pieces, they're few and far between. 
they don't they don't come super often and um you at least in comparison to the criticism you'll get so i think um you know you could also keep a criticism file and just burn it every time you put something in there but i don't i don't know that that really is helpful that's funny but the encouragement file is great i for sure have that i've got an evernote folder as well um and in a physical folder and and so what i found this may sound really silly but Sometimes when I need encouragement, I'm just not in my office. I can't get to that file or wherever. Yeah, yeah. And I just need it right then in that moment. I need to be reminded that what I'm doing matters. Um, And so having it on Evernote is nice because I can just pull it up. Yep. So it's good. Indeed. Uh, Okay, so I have... um, I have one. uh, Invest in and focus on those that show up. Um, Are you saying that I should not stand up whenever a whole lot of people don't show up and say something to the effect of "Where's everybody at?" Yeah, why? Why is not it? Why, why didn't you guys bring your friends? We we're supposed to invite friends, losers. Yeah. Um. So, I think this is hard for me, and that's why I put it on here. Um, it's real easy to focus on who didn't come and how many aren't there. Um. Man, if you've got folks coming, uh, don't don't miss the opportunity you have in front of you because of of what is is not there. If that makes sense. So if you you know if you if you plan an event and you were expecting thirty kids and only four of them show up, well, okay, maybe you can't do the same activities that you would do with thirty, or you can't do the same, and you might even have to adjust the program a bit uh, or what you were doing altogether. But don't. I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. I have made it a point to never cancel an event like that unless unless just like if it was a financial thing, we can't afford to do what we were going to do anymore. We might cancel the thing, but we wouldn't cancel the event. We would we would go grab ice cream or something instead. We would and I'm just going to continually invest in those those that do show up, recognizing that over time again that 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 will expand that pool of influence will expand. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you're that way for me, I can get really, really easily caught up on how many didn't come. Yeah. I, I mean, I, no, I agree. I mean, I think, I think, I think a lot of people would struggle with that, you know, especially whenever you work your butt off and you promote, promote the heck out of it. And the momentum seems to be there. And all of a sudden it's like, Boom, boom, boom. You're going, wait, what? How, where? What? I thought, oh, man. Wait, there's a band concert? Dang it. You know, like whatever <laughs> it might be. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's easy. To, and, and it is easy to, um, it, it, it's easy to get caught up in that. But I, I, I think you're dead on. You have to make yourself, it's a small mental game you're playing with yourself there. But, Trusting God and focusing on, on who's there. Big picture, maybe you have to. You need to pay attention to the numbers. I think numbers do matter. Oh, absolutely, right? sure. Okay, so maybe there's a podcast there. Numbers matter. Do um, we should do that? Um, uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, I yeah, I I think it's easy to go. Where is everybody? But no, I'm on board, man. But I, I'm with you also. I don't really cancel events. I mean, I don't think. Um, you know, you're just up and not do it just because 
I mean, you could. I mean, if again, if it's financially, you're trying to go to a Braves game because um, I'm in Atlanta, uh, and three people want to go. You know, I don't know if you go or not. I mean, you could still go though. Why not? Maybe you just have them over to the house and you watch the Braves game on TV and you eat that pizza. Sounds terrible. <laughs> watching baseball on TV, it's bad enough it's like in the watch, park. It's so, like watching golf. Yeah, you'd you have know. to do your own like seventh inning stretch and mascot races races with the heads you bought yeah. at Walmart. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, you know everybody's had that moment, and that's what I would say too. If you if you're listening and you're like, man, this keeps happening, we've all been there. Um, you know, just find ways to to still maximize and invest. I mean, it, it does. And what's crazy is that people will tell you, "Oh, well, if you make them pay, they won't back out." No, they will. They'll still back out. Um, because you know they just will, and, and so there's no guarantee of that. And you just people, if people show up, man, you pour and invest in them, and that's good. If they don't. Well, I think I'm looking at your list now, and I think this next one for me, I just worded it more creatively and better than you. Um, but because uh, you're a writer, because <laughs> you're an author, <laughs> um, I put this, and I think you put be patient, and I think you're right. I put think sending a letter, not sending a text, yeah, um, yeah, is what I, is 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 sort of my way of describing that. I, I think when it comes to overall um, being in youth ministry. It's easy to get caught up in the instant results that we seem to experience so often in today's culture and think that those that that needs to translate into how ministry is experienced as well. So if it's true for my generation, Jody, and you're, you know, eight or 10 years behind me, it's definitely true for the 20 somethings, right? That have grown up in this digital age where everything feels so instant. Um, we talked about on another episode recently how they tore down our Chick-fil-A um, next to our church because they weren't able to be as fast as they wanted to be in the drive through right? They yeah. tore down the entire building and moved the building like 20 feet or something crazy. Um, I think it's easy to get caught up in all that. And think, oh yeah, the results. I need to. I need that to happen now. Yeah. But it's just not that way. It takes time. I do wonder at times with that if that's why we have so much turnover in youth ministry is because we don't think of things taking a little while. Oh, I'm sure that's know? a part of it. And, not just on the yeah, youth so, part, but on the churches as well at times. Yeah, of course, and and. And so that's where going back to earlier when you talked about having goals and, and writing those out, it will help you to understand like, what, you know, what, what take, what, what, how much time things take. So I think that's huge. So yeah, making sure that you understand it takes, it takes a minute and sometimes a bunch of minutes, you know, and just really staying focused on taking your time yeah, and not getting, not getting too worked up, you know, about, it's all about how you're measuring that as well. Yes. When it comes to how you're measuring your success there. And yeah, you have to have that. Day. You have to have that clearly defined. Like what is it that is going to be deemed as success? And I would say in your ministry, for your events, for your student worship. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure that that def- in. And it can't be, oh, we're averaging 20. You know what? By next year, I want to be averaging 55. 
well, that may be unrealistic. You know, that's like over doubling your group. I mean, maybe God will bless you with that. I'm not saying that that's not possible because it is. But, but if by the end of that year, you've gone from 25 to 33, you need to be able to see that as a win yeah. and go, that's hey, good. we are, it's just taken a minute. It's taken a little time, but we are, and I added a new worker. And, you know, it's all about how you perceive that and understanding that it just won't happen automatic. Have you read, did you read Finish by John Acuff? I did. So, you know, Listened, he, actually. He, he talks about that, like set whatever your, you know, your goal is set it and then cut it in half. Yeah. Uh, and he talks yeah. about it for that reason, because if like you're saying, if your goal is 55 and you're at 20 something, and then all of a sudden, you know, a year later, you're not at 55, you're at 50, right? Let's say you even make it to 50. The tendency for us is to still go, well, dang, I missed it. I failed. Cause I thought I was, I wanted 55 and I only hit 50 instead of like, holy crap, we just went from like 20 something to 50. Like, that's amazing. I mean, so yeah. I, if you haven't read that book, I'll put that link in the show notes as well. That is a great, great book. Um, and if you know John Acuff, we would love to have him on the podcast so much. I think we're both just chickens. We're not going to ask, but maybe we should. We've, yeah, yeah. We've kind of been, we've got a friend who knows of somebody who knows somebody, but we don't maybe we should have like a social media blitz one time where we get all of our, our, our Facebook po- folks to like say, Hey, just like tweet. Hey, Jimmy Fallon. On the yeah. We should just get nuts. Yeah. Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. I'm just talking about John, man. John would be amazing. So that would be a, that'd be really good. Yeah. So, so go, yeah. yeah. Check out finish. If you've not read it yet, I think that I, there were so many things that I took away from that, that were just really helpful that, yeah. um, even from a student ministry place. Good. Uh, but it takes time. Yep. It takes time and make sure you've got your success defined and that's all huge huge stuff what else you got there mr jody uh this is an obvious one that that i probably shouldn't have to list but i will just for the sake of saying it but avoid comparison i think it's easy for us to look at the other church the other ministry and compare what we know of ours to theirs and like oh man we're failing or we're not i wish we could be like that or you know man why can't we have that or you know we see their highlight reel because that's what everybody shows, but we don't see all the struggle on the inside, you know, internal struggle. And so I don't know that you ever win when you compare. I think you always lose. And there's nothing that will discourage me more than comparing myself to somebody else. And what I would say too, and you know, believe us, believe me or not, but there's always going to be somebody bigger. There's always going to be somebody smaller. There's always going to be, you know, Somebody with Correct. a bigger budget, bigger staff, bigger, better resources. You know, it doesn't matter. That that all that stuff really it doesn't matter. Bigger budget, bigger ministry, bigger volunteers is great. More hair. I mean more hair. More hair. Just throw it out there. Better hair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> more chewies. There's always there's always stuff, you know. So yeah, don't compare yourself. That that doesn't help you at all. And that that just distracts you. All that does is distract you from your goals, from what you're defining success as, from the students that are showing up in your ministry. Like all these things we've talked about, comparison, it kills all of those. Yeah, you just, and you just have to know your heart on this, folks. Listen, friends, I'm coming at you like a spider monkey right coming now. Coming at you like a whirlwind. Um, you have to know your heart on this. 
And if you are spending time on Facebook or Instagram or whatever your social media platform that you love is, and you are constantly, and you're following a whole bunch of other youth groups, and you find yourself comparing, and you're looking at their pictures, and you're like, man, I wish, and I'm with, and you know what that's feeling like, maybe you need to stop following all of those, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, if you could follow those, listen, I, I follow some groups, um, but it's, but I can do so, I can tell you with integrity that I'm following not to compare, but to get ideas, right. aka steal them, right? Right. <laughs> um, and that's, that's one thing, but it, it's a different thing if you, you've got to know your heart. And if on Thursday morning currently, or Monday mornings, you are prone to be pretty discouraged, maybe the best thing for you to do is to stay off of social media. Yeah. You know, and, and again, avoid the comparison, but again, not everybody struggles with that, but if that is your struggle, you've got to do something about it. Yeah. And that's how you stay encouraged in youth ministry. Don't keep, if you're feeling discouraged, look at the things that are adding to that discouragement and don't keep doing those same things over and over again. Right. You know, if, if you're feeling, and, that, and that's, that really is a point unto itself. If you're feeling discouraged in youth ministry, are there things in your life right now that are, com, that are um, contributing to that? Are you going to lunch every Sunday with the same people and every Sunday it ends up being a bash what happened that morning, Sunday? Hmm. Well, maybe you should stop going to lunch every Sunday then. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, maybe, again, you should stop looking at social media on Monday morning if it's a constant source of discouragement for you. you know, so, okay, I got preachy. Sorry. No, that's good. That's good. Yep. Um, how many more do you have here? I've got one more. I have one more and then and then like a Jesus juke. I got a Jesus juke. Okay, so here's I'll do my one more and then we'll Jesus juke together. Okay. Okay. So this is something that you may or may not be helpful. It's something that I have found helpful, and that's just keeping a journal. Um, oh, you mean a diary? <laughs> yes, a pink one with lots of shiny things and a lock with a key that you'll never lose. Oh, um, gosh, I'm so fun of you. Maybe you do this. You could do this in Evernote if you like a digital thing. You could do this in a Google Doc thing. You could do this in a whatever. I actually use. I like to write that down so I have it in a physical journal. Um. And this really, more than anything, is, is, is helpful for me because I can look back and see how God has worked in the past. Um, and it always encourages me to what God may be doing now in the present and what He may do in the future. Um, and so I think, I, I wish I was more consistent with it, but I have found it to be such a good thing in my life that I really should work to be more disciplined at. But... uh yeah, if you don't do that, and it doesn't have to be, this isn't like some Doogie Hauser. Actually, no one's going to know who Doogie Hauser is. It's listening to this now. Uh, <laughs> diary of a diary of a wimpy kid. Is what you meant to say? That's what I meant to say. Uh, and this doesn't have to be like a super detailed thing, unless you want it to be. But I think just to be able to track and see what God has done and is doing is is always really encouraging and really helpful. So I would say that's a good discipline to to build into your life. I'm just imagining Jody Livingston out in California, sitting on the loading beach, up, loading up on his in his Volkswagen, 
Yeah, camper. Bus. Rolling down to the beach to journal. Rolling down to the beach, opening up the side door. Popping the top. A little, pull a little chair out. No, wait, man. I just pulled the table up inside. Sitting there and journaling up a storm. With music playing. Yeah, man. Walking in my own soundtrack. A lot of people do that here. It's funny. On the beach. Yeah. Everybody, they really? run around. I've seen so many people walking around or riding on a bike or whatever with a like a Bluetooth speaker wrapped around them, just working to their jam, man. Just living life to their own soundtrack. Living it. Um, all right. Well, I'm down to my last one. Okay. You want me to do my last one or you want to do yours? Nah, go I ahead. think mine, let me do mine because I think and then it, it feeds into what yours is because I see yours. Um, okay. I'm looking at your list. Um, this is the hard, this is the hard one. Um, and it, but it came to my mind and it's probably because I'm what I'm reading through right now, as far as like in my quiet time slash devotional time. Um, when it comes to being encouraged in youth ministry or staying encouraged in youth ministry, I think one of the things you have to be willing to accept is that as God is actually allowing you to go through a time of trial right now. Yeah. Um, there, there may be a moment where you just have to say, God's allowing me to go through this instead of, Oh, why, 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 you know, that you just say, Hey, th- this is God's growing me right now. It's a subtle thing, Jody, but I think you getting to the moment where you're willing to say, God is allowing me to go through this, but God is still faithful. Yeah. You know, God is allowing me to go through this, but I still trust him. Right. So I'm reading through Job. I do the He Reads Truth stuff and and I'm in the middle of all of his knucklehead friends, you know, and the comments they make and just hearing Job over and over and over again come back and refusing, you know, to blame God or turn away from God in the midst of all that. And and he's clearly going through a trial, you know. And I think I think there are just gonna be moments where you have to say, God's letting this happen. I, I don't know why. I, it's okay to say I don't like it. Yeah. But it, but I do believe that God's um, allowing this to happen. Whether it's that youth worker, or that kid that's driving you nuts, or that failure that you had with that event you planned. Um, I think it, it, it all contributes. So just be willing to accept that. Yeah. That's but good. I think it leads to what yours is, you yeah. know, which is pray like crazy. Pray like crazy. Yep. Yeah. And I have so two thoughts on this, on the prayer thing is I think it, part of that means you recognize that any fruit or good that comes from your ministry isn't coming really from, from you um, in and of itself that God's bringing that fruit. So you need to be praying for God to do so. Um, and I think too, just recognizing that, man, you're, you're walking in dependence with, with the Lord and, and praying for God to, to be faithful and to, in your own life to mold and shape you. And then, you know, just learning to lean and trust on him. Uh, you can have the best program, the best event. You, you could plan it all. But the reality is if God doesn't show up at that thing, it, it didn't, it didn't matter much. And so just, just being intentional to, to pray and, and make sure your walk is right first is, is super, super helpful. So that's it. Yeah, that's my that's list. Good, man. That's it. Yeah. Listen, I hope that's helpful for you. If you're struggling with discouragement now, or if you know somebody who is, I hope that's helpful. Maybe this is something you could share with them. Or, you know, when you do find yourself dealing with some discouragement, you'd be able to to kind of look back to that. and Because we all deal with that at some point, 
for sure. And there's other, there's other things we probably could have added to the list. And there's no question, but um, our heart really is for you to stay in this thing, to thrive in this thing, to, to enjoy this thing, to experience some longevity. Um, and that's hard to do if you're discouraged. So um, that was my hope and goal for today, at least. So I think, uh, yeah, I would say if you're finding yourself in a season of discouragement, just don't give up, stay at it. Keep, uh, keep plugging away and, and, and trust that and God, God's at work in it somehow in you, through you. Um, so fight, fight through that. Yeah. Cool. Stay the course, friends. Stay the course. Uh, be sure to check out, uh, YM360 for sure. Make sure you use the promo code longer haul, save yourself some money. And then also head over to the show notes page at the longerhall.com slash episode 089. Join the Super Secret Podcast group. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the show if it's, if it's helpful. But other than that, I think it's all I have for today. You? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cool. We appreciate you big time. Yes, sir. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.